Hi, welcome to a special side quest episode of Respawn Aim Fire. I don't know what number side quest it is, but it's a side quest 47, episode. 47,006. That's it. I'm Holden DePardo, and I'm here with... Chad Michael American Innes. <laughs> <laughs> is it Americana or American? No, I Americana hate coffee. Here you go. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not hurt at all. I'm it's not fine. It's fine. It's we are fine. talking about our barf game that we played in the month of May, and this is a backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. If you didn't know what barf stands for, we're not barfing all over this game. Well, we might barf all over this game. I don't know what Chad's thoughts are on the game, but we'll find out. Before we get into that, though, the Order in 1896 actually has a little bit of an interesting history. It comes from Ready at Dawn, who is a before. The Order 1886 was a developer of PSP titles ranging from Daxter, uh, God of War Chains of Olympus, and God of War uh, Ghosts of Sparta, which were all quality like, games. All quality games. All I'm pretty sure all three are in like the top tier of PSP games easily. I don't know. I never played Daxter. Daxter, I played. Nor did I play Jack Actually, and Daxter. Nor did I play Jack and Daxter 2. Nor did I play Jack <laughs> and Daxter 3. Nor did I play the racing game starring Daxter. Nor did I play Ratchet and Clank. Nor did I play Ratchet and Clank. I'm done. You can go. <laughs> I did play Daxter, but I've not played any of the Jack and Daxter games um, outside of Daxter. So they, have a, they had a good pedigree before uh, the Order 1886. It was shown off in 2013 as a PS4 exclusive title. Um, but then a month before it came out, the whole game leaked. And it showed uh, just a five-hour stream of the game being played, which brought in a lot of criticism of it being too short. The developers came out and said that, realistically, you'll be spending about eight to ten hours in the game if you're playing it at a reasonable pace uh, with the difficulty at normal. Um, we'll talk about the length of the game uh, in our discussion, I'm sure. A In terms of reception, it was criticized for being too short amongst having too many quick time events and didn't really know how it did commercially they never actually released numbers for it all we know is that they didn't talk about it and a month after release it got 33 uh, percent uh discounted on its price as like the normal like it's always i think it was at that point 40 bucks so Probably didn't sell super great, but Ready at Dawn is open to the idea of making a sequel to this game. They're really just waiting for Sony to give them the approval if they're going to do that or not. In the meantime, they have worked on VR titles such as Lone Echo, Echo Arena, Echo Combat, Lone Echo 2. All of which I've heard are really fantastic Chad. games on Oculus platforms. Yes. Um, but we're not talking about Oculus today. We're talking about the Order 1886. Chad, you played the game before. I believe you platinumed it this time. I did. I did. Hi. Nice to meet you. Platinum holder, Chad Michael Linus. <laughs> I guess before we get to the platinum and all that, what were your like initial thoughts on the game when you first played it? When I first played it, I thought that it was underrated. Everyone came out and like, oh my god, it's so short. It's a terrible game. No one should play this. And I was like, first of all, it's gorgy. It's gorgy. Uh, and I thought that it had a cool enough story and that people should have played it. And I maintain most of those same thoughts after playing it again. That's my top level. <laughs> and is as a platinum, is it worth it? it that's, that's hard. If you're going to play the game, you might as well platinum it. Because the Platinum Trophy only takes six to eight hours, and, and if you just do a collectible guide as you go, it's really, really easy to Platinum it. 
So, yes, if you're playing through it for the first time, definitely go platinum it. If you played through it once and you're like, oh, maybe I should go back and get the platinum, fucking kill yourself. That's the answer. <laughs> I feel like there's you you need to elaborate there a little bit. So what was your experience by this made you want to kill yourself? Because it sounds like it um, wasn't the the most the thing that was right. most frustrating about the platinum trophy in this game, not the game itself, but the platinum trophy in this game, was that it's it's very easy to get. It's mostly just like a couple of get twenty five kills with a pistol, seventy five headshots, whatever. No, twenty five headshots, seventy five kills with a pistol, and then story based ones, and then collectibles. There are a lot of collectibles in the game, so it was really just about those specific things. The problem is there's no tracker for the collectibles. You have no idea what you've picked up and what you haven't picked up, how many more you have to go. And for a lot of the collectibles, you not only have to pick them up, but then you have to like do the weird kind of look at them in different angles, and then you have to flip it over for it to count. And then some of the things that are oh, collectibles... Oh, you have to flip over for it to count? Yes. Interesting. Okay. And then a lot of the things that are collectibles aren't actually things that you collect... They're just things you interact... Like, if you ever went up to a desk and, like, just shuffled the papers on the top of the desk, that counts as a collectible. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's no way to know what you've picked up or what you've collected and what you haven't collected. So, uh, yeah, if you can, if you play through the game once and you're like, oh, I might go back and... You're going to have to go play through a bunch of chapters over again and look for the... I mean, it's only a couple hours work, but it's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, that sounds very tedious. I, at the beginning of the game, was kind of going through, opening up everything, and I'm like, I'm not finding anything worth it. This is stupid. Mm. And to think that I'd have to still go through all those drawers that have nothing inside of it, that that's that's insane. Like, I can't imagine playing a Fallout game, for example, and being like, oh, you don't just have to collect every you know, tin can in the game, you also have to open up every single locker that could have a tin can in it, but doesn't actually have anything inside of it. Only then can you like get a, that's so tedious. No way. No way. Yeah. But if you go through with a guide and you're doing it the first time, it's, it's really easy. Yeah. I don't know. I saw, I'll say I'll never do that because I'm never going to touch this game again. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to, is dethrone be the right word? Of the PS exclusive games that I have beaten, Spider Man was my least favorite. Um, that crown now goes to the Order eighteen eighty six. Wow! I I really thought it was kind of a, a letdown. I get where people are coming from when they say it's too short. I don't think that's exactly its problem because I've played games that are very short that I've still enjoyed. It's the pacing of this game that is so off where you'll do one chapter that's substantial and pretty long and involves a lot of different combat and traversal and there's lots of interaction and dialogue with the characters. And then some chapters are literally a cutscene. And then you'll do like, okay, I beat... So last night... I beat chapter nine. That was one of the longer ones. And I got to chapter 10 and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I, I said I was going to beat chapter 10 tonight, but I, I'm i just going to go to bed. I wake up, I start playing and chapter 10 is just a five minute cutscene, And then I go to chapter 11 and it's like a longer segment where you're going into the house to get to the vampire dude. We'll talk about the plot in a second. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and uh, that's a longer mission. But then it goes twelve is a cutscene, thirteen is like a thirteen's a montage, fourteen is like go through this tunnel and shoot five guys, and then fifteen is go through another series of tunnels with a little bit more guys. And then well, there's a lot is a- more guys in fifteen. But it's, it's just a couple of rooms where it's just like waves of enemies. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. It doesn't doesn't feel like a substantial level. And then sixteen is a a quick time. It literally is just a quick time event and a cutscene. <laughs> and that's like the end of the game. And I'm like, when I went to bed last night, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to like. Probably have a few more hours left in this game. I had like one and a half hours left in the game at that point for the last five chapters of the game. Like it's just. It feels like they had this bigger scope for the game, and then someone went, wait, we have to release this this year? All right. And then they just, like, made it work. It's really well polished, like, in terms of, like, you know, how good it looks. The frame rates never drop. I never had any, like, technical issues with the game at all the entire time. It's just, it feels so rushed from the game design and the level layouts and the, like I said, the pacing of it, but also just the story felt super, super rushed as well. Um, there was the, uh, we're doing spoilers, so like your right. your character Galahad, he gets, uh, basically he suspects that his organization, the Order, is being a little hypocritical, doing things behind the scenes that are antithetical to their goals. And so he looks to out them in that process. They think he's a traitor. And that's like the opening scene you see him like in prison escaping. And then he goes to the main story and catches up to that point. When it catches up to that point, it's literally, oh, you got me. Well, I guess I'm going to go to one building and kill that bad dude from earlier. And then that's it. They could have done so much with him getting to know the rebels and what the rebels kind of go through and what their world looks like as opposed to the world that that he was coming from with the order like they could have done so much world building there and it just felt like no we have to get these plot points we this world's really cool we don't we don't have time to get to it we only have 5 hours to explore everything so we're just going to power through it i don't know i just it felt like it was much less than the sum of its parts but some of the parts were incredible like like the visuals that was a lot of speaking of visuals i view this game as a tech demo this was a hundred percent ready at dawn saying we want to make a movie we want to make the epitome of what a Mm -hmm. cinematic game experience might look like and they succeeded they made the most stunningly gorgeous game and it came out in what 2015 2016 2015 yeah let me see so it came out like towards the beginning of the generation for sure, and it looks better than most of the games that are out today at the end of the generation. 20, yeah, 2015, February 2015, it's like early 15, so early 2015. Well. Yeah, it yeah. looks stunning. I love all of the different like the filmic quality of this game. The the lens mm-hmm. flares, the you can see the shit and dirt on this on the lens itself as it, like light is passing in different directions. The heavy film grain certainly helps, of course, to make it look everything look a bit a bit smoother and more realistic as well. The camera angles, the everything about this game was set up to look like a film. In fact, I learned mm-hmm. while they were making the game, they experimented with having it run at twenty four frames a second, just to make it even more filmic because that's what most feature films are, are filmed in is twenty four versus thirty. Uh, but they felt like it looked good, but it didn't feel good to play. It wasn't as responsive as they wanted it to be. So it is eventually thirty. But they they went hard in trying to make this a movie. 
And while they did that and succeeded, they totally forgot to make a good game at the same time. Yeah. Because there are, as you mentioned with pacing, it was a huge issue with pacing, not in terms of like just story pacing, but also in terms of like video game pacing. It felt like there were so many times where they were saying, oh, we've told a, told a story through a cutscene for too long here. We need to have them interact. Quick, what can we do? Um, let's make them look through binoculars at a building and then we'll take control again. And it's like, that's, mm -hmm. that's not, there were so many things like that placed in here. In fact, I made a list of things that, is that these things aren't fun. They all feel like forced interaction rather than having thoughtful gameplay. And it was, it was just things to make you feel like you had enough agency in the game when it was really just like, hey, push a couple of buttons, but really we're going to tell a story. So I felt like they did a really good job at making it feel like a film. And for that, I felt like it was a successful tech demo, but it's not a good game. As you mentioned, the story itself was like, it was so, it was so underdeveloped. They had mm -hmm. a cool world to play with. They had fucking Knights of the Round Table who had been alive for centuries and they're drinking whatever this black water is to stay alive and heal their wounds. They had advanced weaponry from Nikolai Tesla that could like completely vaporize people with electricity and the thermite gun like they had this cool world to play in and werewolves and vampires and they totally botched that didn't develop any of it well enough they the characters themselves i didn't care about but mostly it was it was all the shitty things that you had to do to play the game that didn't feel good like the gunplay felt mm -hmm. horrendous like movement of it and and actually aiming at people was it felt so sluggish Every, mm -hmm. All of the guns, no matter what gun you had, I feel like you could shoot someone in the hand once or twice and they would die. Or you could shoot them in the head once or twice and they would die. And every enemy, it felt like the same. And there were like maybe two or three enemies that were really strong. But other than that, it just all felt like the same gun mechanics and, every single time. And the difference in difficulty between the grunt enemies and like the shotgun holders, for example, the shotgun enemies are way overpowered. It's like you get shot... It pushes you back. You have to take a second to like collect yourself to aim again, but it's too late. They're, they've already shot you again, and you're on the ground. So basically, the goal with shotgun people is don't get hit at all, not once. <laughs> right. You have you have to kill them before they get to you. That's the goal with the shotgun people. Yeah, but they take some of them, not all of them, but some of them take forever to kill. It, they're bullet sponges. Unlike uh, most enemies that are two, they're like six or seven, and they can be hard to hit them when you're in close quarters combat with them, and you're trying to avoid their shotgun at the same time. Like, it can be a little bit too much there, for sure. Yeah. And some enemies, like, the werewolf fights. Can we talk about how shitty the werewolf oh fights are? Like, the quick yes. time ones, are they're, they're shitty for one reason, and that's just because they're, they're basic. You hit R2, yeah. and then you move the R stick in whatever direction it says, and you just do that over and over until they're dead. But the ones where they're peeking out from behind shelves and charging you, and then they run back, is the shittiest fucking fights I've had in a so <laughs> super long time. They're yeah. completely, like, they peek out and you just shoot if you get a couple of shots off and then you hit X to dodge them and then they run. It's so fucking boring and stupid and, like, two swipes from them and you're dead and it sucks. I would just go in a corner and just say, okay, left, no one, right, no one, left, all right, there's one, shoot, 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 okay, it's dead, right, no one, left, no one, right, there's one, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's all I did the entire time. Yeah. It just never felt challenging. And it was disappointing. That kind of that's like one where it ties in the gameplay and the world building, where they there is this world of lichens and monsters. And like the lichens is technically your main threat in the game, question mark. Because the <laughs> villain is a lichen. Yeah. 
Which, by the way, wow, Lucan turned out to be a lichen. Change <laughs> right? a letter. What are you talking? <laughs> That's that was so bad. Um, so there was like there's a part where you go to this hospital, and the hospital is like overrun by by the rebels. Which I don't really understand how the rebels and the monsters and the I really don't get like what all that was happening there. Um, but like it felt weird to me that you spent all this time fighting the rebels. The rebels massacred all the people in this hospital. But then they keep telling you that, you know, oh, these lichens are monsters. They're such a threat. And I'm like, why don't you just make the lichens the one that killed everyone in the hospital and actually <laughs> make like make some levels around fighting them? It felt so weird. I'm like, why am I fighting these rebels when I, this is an order against monsters and stuff, right? Or am I just totally not getting what the plot of this game was and what the world was? I My understanding is, yeah, it's it's an order against fighting these these supernatural beings whether it's werewolves or the mm-hmm. vampires that were just randomly thrown in there towards the end like oh these exist surprise <laughs> they're a threat but also you'll never see it um you'll never fight one not once right you just burn a lot of boxes with them in it um yeah that's that's the idea of the order i think to me and you, that was kind of backed up by the fact that like there was a part pretty early on where the, they were arguing about you were supposed to keep this quiet You're supposed to, no one's supposed to know that this was happening maybe to like keep these threats as fictional mm-hmm. like oh my god it's a rumor it's a myth like these aren't actually real to kind of keep that facade up yeah um yeah it was i did not have a good time with it i did not i, I thank god it was only a six to eight hour platinum trophy otherwise mm-hmm. i would have i would have just been like hold on i'm just gonna speed through this game and fucking not give a shit but i got <laughs> it there's my 44th platinum but it's oh, easy game to speed sorry through. That, there are a sure. couple of other things that i want to talk about that are shitty about it <laughs> <laughs> Why have melee combat at all if melee is literally just going to be you tap a button and they die? Like, there's mm-hmm. no skill. There's no combos. There's no, like, each punch does more damage. It's just like, triangle, oh, they're dead. Oh, and the stealth mechanics, Holden. The fucking stealth mechanics in this game are horrendous. Get the key. Get the key from a guard. Just any one of the guards has a key. Just kill all of them until you find the key. Yep. And the the... It's completely unforgiving. The stealth is completely unforgiving. If you are hiding behind a bush 30,000 meters away and like they're looking and four degrees of their vision cone is off in your way, even though you're technically hidden, it doesn't matter. There's no like, is he over there? No, it's like, huh? Bang, shot in the head. Huh? Bang, shot in the mm-hmm. head every time. And then yep. the, the, uh, the, the entire chapter 11, the whole chapter 11 is built around these shitty stealth mechanics and the checkpoints aren't often enough that like you have to take out eight of these guards and not get caught by any single one of them and you get seven of them and you get the eighth one and he accidentally catches you fuck and you got to go all the way back to the beginning of that segment That's what to play happened again. to me <laughs> hate it I, re- I was talking to dallas uh it was saturday or maybe it was friday it was one of the days where i'm like i'm gonna just i'm not playing Warzone tonight guys i'm just focusing on the order and I got to the beginning of chapter 11 and I said, oh, I remember fucking hating this thing. I'm going to go play Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> that chapter in particular hit me that this, the cinematic aspect is really cool about the game, but sometimes it negatively impacts gameplay. And this is one of those moments because they tried to they restrict your view by making it this widescreen kind of cinematic scope look. And it looks cinematic, but when you're trying to be stealthy and get an idea of your surroundings, there's one point where I was going to walk up some stairs, but my camera angle couldn't quite look all the way up the stairs yet. 
so of course there's a guy or guard up at the top of the stairs who sees me immediately, but I can't see them. And I just get shot. And I'm like, what happened? Oh, right. The camera angle was like too narrow and I couldn't tell what was going on. That got really frustrating. That was the hardest part of the game, I think. Yeah, it was really dumb. Really dumb. Um, you know the shitty thing? Yeah, I have more shitty things. The fact that they really wanted you to look at objects all the time. Like, let's give you this new mm-hmm. gun and you have to hold it. We're not going to move from looking at this gun until you look at every inch of it and you wiggle it around a little bit and you wiggle it yep. some more and like, cool, I did it. And they're like, no, you didn't. You missed a little hair at the front of it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Let me wiggle it around a little bit more. <laughs> now I get it. Okay. And you do that for the collectibles. You do that for a lot of story moments. It's stupid as shit. The looking through the monocular at the places you want to go and like, find the resistance over here in the hotel. And you're like, mm, just looking across the skyline. And then something that you don't even recognize as the right thing apparently was the right thing as long as, as, long as you move over it. You're like, oh, okay, cool. That's what I was supposed to be looking for, I guess. Oh, the, the look for this object is also really frustrating. There was one where you walk in a warehouse and like, look for the red stamp. Right. Look for the red stamp like, on the boxes. Oh my God. I looked all over the place and it was just like a little stamp on a box. I'm like, I, I guess that was it. My problem was... To look at it, focus on it, and then the option turns up to select. You can't just like run around the room and just look for the dot that tells you that it's an actionable item. That disappears yeah. for that for that portion. My my problem with that particular segment was like, look for the red stamp. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go look around. And I was looking around. I didn't see it at first. And then I started looking up. And I saw some up above. And I focused in on it. And he goes, that's the right mark. <clears throat> but the boxes are too high. Got to find another. I was like, what? <laughs> and then it turns out, oh, there are vampires in these boxes with a stamp. I was like, well, what, the, what about the ones fucking on the shelf? Are we not going to worry about those because they're too high? Are we going to burn those too? Uh, <laughs> we need to protect humanity but oh it's just too high up I can't get up there <laughs> I think the last thing I want to talk about that was shitty is not necessarily well yes that the collectibles were hard to track that's shitty but also that the collectibles themselves were very shitty like you would you a lot of them are newspapers and you pick up the newspaper and you can read the headline and it has so much story, but it's all packed into just a wall of tiny text. And it doesn't have a transcription of it at all, but you're just supposed to look at that. And I read a paragraph of one newspaper, and I said, fuck this. I can't read this. And then a lot of the other collectibles were just like documents you would find on a desk. And the handwriting on them was illegible. It doesn't, you don't pick it up and say, oh, this is a shipping manifest of some sort. And it doesn't give you any context about what you're picking up. It's just like a shittily written document that you can't read and you flip it over and it has a date on it. And I'm like, why am I picking this up? Why is this important to at all right now? And so that's what made the collectible hunt really shitty is that I didn't even like what I was picking up because it was all illegible mm-hmm. nonsense and it didn't serve the story at all. <clears throat> it, and it's it. so weird to have things like that where it's so bare bones, but then they do these things where... It's like they're trying to show off, like, look how technical, like, this game is, how amazing technically this is. Like, there was one point where uh, Galahand was walking along a wired fence, and he kept weaving between the wires. And I'm like, why Why are you doing that, other than to show the animation for it? And they kept repeating it over and over again. I'm like, am I causing this to happen? Like, because, like, if he's, the fence is like this, he went to one side, and then went to the other side. And then went back and over again. But he still is on the same side he started from. 
And there was no obstacles he had to do that with. So I'm like, why why did that occur? Why flourish on that when there's so much in this game that's bare bones? Because it's a tech demo. They wanted to show yeah. how smoothly and cool that could look. It's 100% a proof of concept tech demo. And they're going to say, take this technology from the engine we made and apply it to other games. And who knows if, it, if anything successful ever came out of it. But whew, it was not a fun game. So here's the thing. Would you be excited if they announced the Order 1887? Yes. Okay. I would be excited because I feel like they also know it was a shitty game. <laughs> but it is still a really cool world to be in. Mm-hmm. As, as I mentioned, like the Blackwater and the Knights of the, the Round Table and all of that, the lichens and the vampires, like that is a really cool world and really cool implications of what's happening in that world at the end of the game. So I would be excited. And because they can live forever, well, I guess not him anymore because he doesn't have Blackwater, but like it could go from 1886 to be the same set of characters and the same people doing the same stuff in 2077. Maybe we have a cyberpunk crossover. Ooh. Oh? Uh? So yeah, <laughs> if there's a sequel announced, I will be excited for it because I know that they will have learned some lessons. They have to. They're Sony. They have to. They have to. I also think that because I was, I was really thinking about PS5 a lot while playing this game. Because there's so many points, especially when you start a chapter that is going to be a longer, more substantial chapter where you can tell they're filling in time for a cutscene. Or they're filling in time to load in the next area. And it just drags the game so much. Because everything needs to look so good, it probably takes a lot of resources to load everything up. That they have to have even longer periods where things load. So, like, there are times where you're pushing, you're you're tapping uh, the cross button repeatedly to push a crate. And you're thinking, like, man, this is going on a comically long amount of time. And it still goes on comically longer than what you thought was already a comically long amount of time. <laughs> and then you get through, and it's just in like a normal room that looks really nice. But like in any other game, it wouldn't have taken that much time for that to load. But I'm like, if they had a PS5, and they could create visuals that look like equivalent on PS5, like as good as looked on PS4, it looks that good on PS5, where it loads in instantly... They can take their time, maybe make it more of an open world game where you can actually explore this world and get to like see the impacts that the Lycans and the Rebels have on this world. Like they really flush it out. I'm like, that would be an amazing game. And I maybe hire people who had ever that. done a shooting game ever before in their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that. I'd be so into that. But yep, we'll see what they do. You want to see what some of our fans had to say about it? I do. We've got two people who wrote in and tell us their thoughts. Uh, the first being Alex Cozina. Thank you, Alex. As always, he's writing in. Um, so this is from an email from him. I'm going to read the whole thing. It's a few paragraphs here. Hey, everyone. Alexander Cozina here, writing in my thoughts on the Order 1886, a.k.a. Platinum Trophy number 57. Congratulations, Alex. In all seriousness, while Order 1886 is a dreadfully easy platform, plat- platinum and overloaded with cutscenes, it isn't absolutely worth... Uh, sorry, it isn't absolutely without worth. It's very pretty, its gunplay is generally solid, and its cast of characters and story are both decently compelling, if a bit cliche. Alas, I just don't feel like The Order has enough meat on the bone to really rank up uh, to rank up there alongside the PlayStation 4's most esteemed titles. Back in the PlayStation 3 days, people used to criticize Metal Gear Solid 4 for being more cutscene than game and not featuring enough interactivity. While these criticisms weren't unwarranted, MGS4 was still very deep and creative, Uh, and creative of an experience when it put you in control of its action. 
Not so, in my opinion, with the Order 1886. I felt that most of his combat encounters were overly simple, as well as severely lacking in interesting enemy types. Where are all the vampires and werewolves? And its stealth segments, while thankfully few, were needlessly punitive. The Order 1886 is far from terrible, but I much more strongly recommend Chains of Olympus or Lone Echo if one wants to play a truly great Ready at Dawn experience. Alexander Kozina, I agree with almost everything you said there, aside from saying it's not without worth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could tell someone to play this game, and I think that makes it for I, me not worth I it. I don't recommend it. Uh, finally, we have Dallas, who wrote in his thoughts in the Twitch chat right now, because you can watch us live on twitch.tv slash idiots, and he says, One thing that bothers me is when a cutscene plays out in first person, when the gameplay is set in third. Galahad equals Clive Owen, Isabeau equals girl from Narnia. <laughs> Anil Popplewell Lafayette equals Stanley Cup champion goaltender Jordan Bingington <laughs> of the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Percival equals my friend Jared's grandpa. Loving the adaptation we're getting here. Exploring Tesla's lab, so dope. I also thought Galahand was Clive Owen. I was so convinced of it. Yeah. Rather than looking up Order, Order 1886 cast on IMDb, I literally just went to Clive Owen's IMDb page. I'm like, I'll be much easier just to find it here. <laughs> I was so convinced it's not him, but I, I was so convinced of it. I was really convinced that Percival was his friend Jared's grandpa. Like, 100% <laughs> thought that was, and went to IMDb. Nope, it totally wasn't. Any more thoughts you have yeah. on the order eighteen eighty six? Um, no, I, I don't recommend it. I'm glad I played it because I feel like I can experience why I didn't like it. But yeah, this game is not worth it. It is definitely a, a weak showing for PlayStation exclusives. But there's so many great PlayStation exclusives. It's not like diminishing the brand or anything. But it, it's right. not a good one. Uh, that was it for Barf for the month of May 2020. For June, we are playing Alan Wake. Yeah. And if you want to vote on I'm what we're excited. doing for July, you can vote at patreon.com slash respawnamefire starting like the third-ish week of June. We'll put up the poll for July. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's it. For those of you watching live, we'll be right back in probably about a half an hour with our regular episode 164? 3? 163. It's 163. Thanks, y'all. Yep. See ya. Bye.